Hafadei, and welcome to the Typhoon Surfer Podcast, where we surf only the big news. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite subject, <laughs> and that would be COVID. Um, some people think it's a dangerous subject to talk about, you can get deplatformed and all sorts of other stuff, but uh, I'm just going to go over some basic information that... Uh, has been reported in the Pacific Daily News, and, you know, I'm not going to be reporting on, you know, any kind of uh, my personal opinion or anything like that uh, with regards to COVID. I'm just strictly going to go over some of the things that uh, uh, have been reported on the newspaper and some of the observations, uh, which can all be verified. So, first thing first is Guam's car score surges to 39.3%. And uh, public health is working actively with the government of Guam to try to get a handle on it. Uh, from what we understand and from what we've been reporting, you know, this, this surge continues to uh, be of great concern to everybody in the community. Uh, there was 114 new cases of COVID-19 reported from Friday through Sunday. And so as a result, our car score went up to 39.3%. And again, this is all information you can verify in Pacific Daily News, but it's also being reported by the Joint Information Center, so part of the government of Guam. Uh, According to the Guam Memorial Hospital, there are about 35 people who are hospitalized for COVID-19. Guam Regional Medical Center and Naval Hospital Guam, of those 21 were unvaccinated and the status of two remain unknown. Uh, Six people were in the ICU, three on ventilators, according to the Joint Information Center. So, again, this is, you know, some alarming numbers for our small island community. Um, I know any place else, you know, you you say 100 or under 100, you know, they'll be uh, probably happy with that. But here on Guam, because of our population, the size and our community makeup... You know, we're relatively small in terms of population. And so uh, it's a big deal for us here in Guam. Um, Guam has had uh, 10,353 officially reported cases of COVID-19. There have been 145 deaths with 1,358 cases in active isolation and 8,850 not in active isolation. So... Again, any place else is probably a big thing. One of the highlights of the story or the article in the Pacific Daily News is that it appears um, Oasis Empowerment Center uh, is is a bit of concern. So you know they are a nonprofit organization. Uh, they do uh, outreach uh, and they provide uh, inpatient and outpatient programs uh, for. Um, individuals with substance abuse Uh, so uh, of course you know you got one uh, thing going on and on one hand and then another thing going on on the other hand so uh, it's a very precarious subject to uh, approach but uh, for the community you know they're looking into the COVID-19 and that's uh, you know an interesting story all in itself Um, you know their thinking is this uh, uh an isolated incident is this a huge outbreak of something of concern but public health is on top of that they're looking into it and i'm sure uh 
you know, they're going to do all they can to uh, get a cap on it. Uh, but again, you can't do a lot of, uh, can't give a lot of information out because you have two things going on here at the same time. And so we have to respect uh, the privacy of the uh, patients, the clients over there at Oasis. And at the same time, you know, we are uh, hopeful that the public health center will uh, definitely be proactive and getting on top of these these uh, cases. Uh, in the meantime, um, contract tracing is continually continuing in in many places. I know that the places that I've gone to for you know lunch or um, for different services. There's uh, uh, signs out about wearing your mask, social distancing, you know, sanitary um, uh, bottles, you know, uh, alcohol bottles. Uh, that's still ongoing. Uh, uh, one restaurant I went to, uh, you had to show your uh, vaccine card. You had to sign in. Uh, I provided my information, uh, email, and contact number. So. There are some companies that I'm aware of that are, are doing the contact tracing and they're doing a good job, you know, I, I must say. Uh, a lot of people feel this is a little bit invasive and uh, to a certain extent I think it is invasive, uh, but I don't have a problem with it, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I guess, individually, uh, an individual's, you know, own uh, take on it. For me, I, I, it's a little bit of an inconvenience, but... I'm going along with it for now. You know, I, I don't see anything uh, for me personally, you know, jumping out at me. I know there's arguments on both sides, but uh, I'm I'm not taking one side over the other. I think everybody has a right to their opinion and a right to how they feel, and I respect those uh, opinions and those feelings. Uh, I'm saying for myself, I'm I'm okay for now with uh, what we're doing. Uh, but at the same time, too, I'm also a bit concerned. You know, I don't want to get it, get the, I don't want these procedures to get out of hand where it's going to be really invasive. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm okay for now with this. And so contract tracing is, is ongoing at a lot of these locations. Uh, they're definitely doing the best that they can considering the circumstances. Um, schools, uh, schools are are locked down right now well not locked down but you know they've been uh, switched off and and so people have gone back to online learning uh, I know there's been some students uh, at various schools who have reported that uh, they tested positive for COVID-19 so I, again I think Department of Education Public Health uh, Joint Chief uh, I'm sorry the uh, uh, Public Health and the uh, Office of uh, Homeland Security and Civil Defense and all those guys that, that are actively involved. I, I think they're doing a great job and, you know, hats off to them. Uh, it, it appears after a couple of years now of this, you know, they, they seem to really have gotten a system down packed and they're going uh, full on. Uh, yesterday as I was driving, uh, doing some errands, I noticed it was a huge line over at Tizen. And uh, it was a long line of vehicles. Uh, they were there to uh, do the drive-through testing. And uh, 
it, it seemed to be, although it was a long line, and I'm sure those people that were in the line, you know, were somewhat uh, uh, inconvenienced, but at the same time, you know, they wanted to be sure um, that they were, were okay, or if they needed to get the additional uh, treatment, but it was a long line, it wrapped around uh, all the way back as far as Golden Sea Restaurant, it wrapped all the way around baseball field, the football field, all the way to the uh, old carnival grounds. So it was a huge line, and um, was looking at the looking at the uh, process, and it seemed to be moving along uh, as quickly as it could go. And uh, again, hats off to all the people who participated in getting tested, and all the people uh, who were working and administering those tests. Guam has a, a bit more ways to go, and I'm hopeful, I really am hopeful that uh, we're going to get on top of this and that we can go back to some normalcy. Uh, we were just coming out of it, uh, believe it or not. So, you know, hopefully we get back to that. Uh, so there's been some, you know, pullback, and that's, again, understandable. Um, the gatherings have, have uh, pulled back to, I believe, 25 uh, people now. And okay, it's going to be a little bit of inconvenience, but we'll figure it out, I'm sure. And so we're going to keep moving forward uh, and addressing this. I'm hopeful that uh, with all these efforts in place that we can start seeing some progress. Uh, but lately, the last few days, uh, we've seen you know, that, that spike come up. And so today is August 31st, 2021, and we're still... Fighting with COVID. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be it for our podcast for today. Take care, be safe, and uh, we'll see or talk to each other again. Take care and God bless.